You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hey, Tim. Hi, Sean. How you doing? I'm well. I've, I've got something for you. Oh, God. I had this all loaded up for last episode during the mock draft, <laughs> and I wasn't able to pull it out. Wait, so, now, now you got me really nervous. So, <laughs> so here's... Here's the thing. Is it is it on your computer? Is it or is it under the table? What, I'm not seeing anything. No, no, it's just it's in my head. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, I was waiting for Will Levis to get drafted. Okay. In the mock draft, as and, as was Will Levis. As was Will, and it didn't happen. And Will's girlfriend. Because because here's what I got. Mm. Levis looks just like Levi's, right? It yes. And Will is uh, another nickname for William is is Bill. Right. So Will Levis, they can start calling him Billy Jeans. You know, like Billy Jean is not my lover. Not my lover. Do you think this has legs? Is this going to catch on? Billy Jean? Billy Jeans? I I think. Let it sit. Let it simmer. (sighs) Okay. I will let it sit. (laughs) But I'm pessimistic. I feel like like, uh, this is kind of like some version of a dad joke. This, well... I'm just not we'll good. See. At, I'm we'll not see. good at nicknames. We'll see. Well, like my 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 nicknames tend to be like you know, our friend John Fraser becomes Frage, or like yeah, it's that that's the best I normally do. So I'm pretty Dave excited. Dave Fisher becomes fish. So <laughs> I I'm pretty excited about Justin Bodie. This becomes... one, like this is different. Bodie's just Bodie. Bodie. That's not even a nickname. I'm just <laughs> substituting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you you do not get the Donald Trump award for nickname nicknames. He's, you know, you, you don't you don't uh, uh, find that deep insight on somebody. This is a little bit like the Simpsons episode where. The, the, never mind, you don't want to know. <laughs> I think Billy. The punchline I, is Jeremy's iron. Anyway, I'm hold personally holding on to Billy Jeans going forward. I'd like. Okay. It's, it's like Bobby Woods. It's just like Bobby Woods. You mean Bobby Trees? Bobby Trees. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> it's just like Bobby Trees. Billy Jeans? I, I never knew about Bobby Trees being a nickname, I, th- I think, until I actually drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl. Oh. And I heard there was a lot of commentary about Bobby Trees, and I was like... Uh, Bobby Trees. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I think this I've is... I've never heard that before. This is in the same vein. I think it's got legs. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, we'll see. Actually, I think the question is, I'm not trying to discount your influence in the of, world. Of course not. But if, if this catches fire, you probably can claim to be the, the one who invented it. It's going to be date stamped for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah it'll be date so stamped. I've got, I've got evidence. There you go. All right. Well, we this episode we missed a few guys, Sean. Not too May, many. Maybe there were just a handful of guys that went higher in the NFL draft than well, we, we ran out of weeks to cover. <laughs> well, I would have covered them all. 
But that's true because <laughs> watching film in uh, March, April, that's what you do. It's the, the weather here is gross. Now, getting me to watch film in Italy, that that takes that takes a, a genuine excitement. It was a little bit tough for me to watch film this past weekend as well. Uh, you know, and it got to be seventy and sunny out here, and we get about twelve of those days here in Minnesota. Yeah, today's so, one of them. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, and here we are inside recording a podcast. A strange podcast. Oh well, let's jump in. Nice segue. <laughs> That's what I was trying. I was waiting for this. Yeah, well done. All right, Brenton so Strange. one of the guys that we did not cover uh, was Brenton Strange, tight end, uh, who uh, hails from Penn State, Penn State University, PSU. Heard of it. The Fighting Whitehawks, I think is what they're, no, no. I don't, I don't think that's, okay. no. All right, uh, drafted uh, second, late second round, so this is our biggest miss, um, by Jacksonville. Uh, 22 years of age, six foot four, 253 pounds. I believe that is the weight of every single tight end prospect we looked at, yeah. with the exception of uh, uh, Darnell Washington. I don't think you're let into the club unless you. Weigh. Yeah, it'd be 253 yep. pounds. Yep. Uh, BMI 31. Uh, it's pretty good. Wingspan 75, which is uh, kind of small for a tight end. Uh, normal sized hands. Uh, ran a four seven forty, which is uh, not too far from what I ran in high school. I could see it. I wasn't this size then. Uh, Ten yards split, one point five seven is pretty good. Um, had some pretty good uh, agility numbers. Uh, his burst score ended up with one twenty two, which is actually really good. His agility score eleven point seven one is a little under. A little underwhelming. Overall, Raz scored 9.09. Um, did not break out. Um, mm. Drafted in the second round. Drafted in the second in round. In this class. In this class. That's crazy. Uh, Dominator, 14.5. Yards per reception, 13.4. That's They're both pretty middling numbers. So... Um, Let's talk about Brenton Strange. What uh, do you have anything anything you would I, like to tell the world about him? I think he's second in this class as a blocker. Ooh, we Don't might you? have to fight about that okay. one. Okay, he is a really good. Blocker. He is a good blocker. Uh like like pancake blocker. So yep. I I love that about him. I thought he had really, especially on the edge. Like yeah, I, 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 I he was really good on the edge, which you know is when he's you know usually tangling with smaller players but he's able to get them right so yeah. he's able to get them and put them on their backs sometimes yes. which i loved uh, i thought he had really good rack ability he had good contact balance when he had the ball in his hand he even has enough you you mentioned his athleticism uh he's got enough athleticism to attempt leaping over defenders <laughs> they always try they always try well, like it's the times when someone actually jumps over another human and keeps running it just it doesn't happen a whole lot probably not i just think it's not something i would even attempt no nah. so that I'm helmet like, is gonna get a little too close to so well i know the helmet would get close to my shin no no my thigh my upper thigh because that's, that's 
I'm if, talking about what I'd be worried about. Actually, the helmet would actually get close to my belly. Yeah, because that's you about would, as you, far up as I yeah, could get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when people are confident enough to attempt it, I, I, they look athletic to me. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, his other positives for me, he, he was strong. I saw the strength on his, on the field, and I thought his hands were good as well. Um, okay, so I have a lot of positive notes about him actually, and this was a guy that I. I um, I, the more I watched it, I was like, nah, this, we should have watched this guy. Because there, there are times when the NFL teams make terrible picks. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was a terrible pick. Um, I agree with you on his overall athleticism and his blocking ability. Fabulous. Um, I thought he was bursty. Um, I thought his routes were actually pretty crisp. Um uh, Which you may disagree with. I see yeah, that. Yeah, that was the one area we disagreed on this guy, but. We'll uh, come back to that. Yeah, um, he he broke tackles well. Um, I thought his he's he showed strong hands. He was able to mm-hmm. catch away from his body. Yep. He won contested catches. So I, I definitely thought like he showed a lot of promise as a receiver, um, but not like he. I feel like he was kind of the total package. Like he's a guy you could draft, knowing that you could put him on the field in pretty much all situations and get something out of him. Yeah. Unlike Evan Ingram, who's who is really just a wide receiver, so I could see why Jacksonville would want a guy like Brenton Strange there. Um, I don't know uh, if his receiving right now is going to be like Evan Ingram, but I definitely think that he, he he's no slouch, and and uh, could see him growing into a complete tight end role for sure. I think he's he's one of the more ready guys that got drafted for stepping into a role in the NFL, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, just a note on on the route running. I just didn't see you called it crisp and I I guess I didn't see the like suddenness that I would expect to see in like a like a really exceptional route runner or a crisp route runner. He's fine. Uh he's just it's Things aren't done at at like that yeah. sudden no, speed. I, and I and I, my note was actually that I didn't actually see a lot of route running overall. Like he 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 was blocking a lot, mm-hmm. and a lot of when he when he was going out, it was a lot of pretty simple stuff. So I didn't see a lot of examples. It's just that when I did see it, I'm like, oh no, he can do that. So it was, yep. it was for me. It was more of, uh, and maybe some of it's just like you had to see the game. You know, and I I saw it, and maybe you didn't watch that game. So sure, and I I didn't say he was bad. I just I didn't see anything special. Right, right, but. right. I, I would not call him a special route. I mean, he's not anywhere near approaching Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Um, I also didn't think he had deep speed. You could see that on tape. Yeah. Um, he 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 could get downfield, but like, but he's not going to be one of these guys that's going to going to really threaten safeties in any significant way. Right. Yeah, that's where I was left with him. I see him as a really good tight end prospect for an NFL team. I think this was a great pick by Jacksonville. I think he he reminded me a little bit of Mike or M- Michael Mayer without the college production. His best season at Penn State was just over 300 yards and five touchdowns. Oh, I didn't um, even make, go, I didn't even go over his numbers. I should have. I, well, I apologize. We'll do it now. His best season was just over was 350 yards. And five touchdowns. There you go. So, but I mean, he's check the box. He's got the toolbox for a tight end, and uh, 
yeah, he just didn't have that that college production. So I, we'll see how that translates in the NFL. I kind of see him, you know, without that deep speed like you mentioned, he's not going to be an explosive fantasy option. I I like him as a player. I fear he falls in that, you know, quagmire starting at about tight end what eight, eight. or something where. Yeah. A one point separates the next like fourteen tight ends. Yeah. So I think that I actually I, I I do kind of see that as his ceiling. Um, he's not an elite pass catcher. Um, you and I disagree on Sam Laporta. I actually came out feeling like he was not as good as Sam Laporta, but could see Sam Laporta from where he's at. Um, La, Laporta just has more speed. He just does, mm-hmm. and 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 so you can kind of see that ceiling getting pushed up. Right. He's not in that group, right? And and uh, draft capital is good, uh, but like you know, for me, I'm thinking about Strange at the end of the third round. Yeah, like there's there's so many other tight ends that I would get to before I'd get to him. That it would be, I'd have to, I'd have, I'd be pretty surprised if I took him in the third. Even it'd be more of a fourth round pick. Yeah, I think you're right on a, a solid uh, NFL career coming up for him, though. I think yes, I think he'll be around for a while. All right, on to Tucker Craft. He was the second tight end drafted by Green Bay. Uh, 22.5 years of age, six foot five, basically 254 pounds. Oh, he's in the he's club. He's an extra pound. Uh, so he's, his BMI is solid. Also a relatively, I mean, kind of an average wingspan of 79 inches, hand size of 10 inches. His best year at South Dakota State University. Touchdown Jackrabbits. Was, should we explain? We probably should. The, 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 that's just like a meme in Minneapolis, more in, or less. Because, inside jokes aren't funny. If yeah, people they, don't, they, in. the Gophers played South Dakota State. And in our memory, they lost to South Dakota State. But I looked it up. They didn't. It, but just, it was close enough where was we were still enough, embarrassed. We were still embarrassed about it. And, and the local radio host kept on playing for like years, would play the clip touchdown jackrabbits yeah. on, on the uh, on the sports radio channel here so, so you, you for really, us that's that's the only way to remember that south dakota state is the jackrabbits yeah we can't hear south dakota state without thinking touchdown jackrabbits Jack so yeah. there you go right. so his best year with the jackrabbits was in 2021 he had 65 receptions for 773 yards and six touchdowns in 15 games uh, his 40 time was really solid, 4.69, which put him in the 73rd percentile for tight ends. Uh, his height-adjusted speed score was good in the 80th percentile. He has a, a solid burst score as well in the 68th percentile. And his dominate, dominator rating was decent, kind of, I mean, not great, but 21.2% put him in the 68th percentile. Raz score of 9.68. That sticks out as well, yes. So those are kind of the numbers that stick out for uh, Tucker Craft. A couple couple things about him. Uh, First of all, um, he he basically, after that that big year in 2021, he he got offers for like these, they call them NIL deals, which is like name image likeness it's like these things where they won that court case and now you can you can profit off of these things and so colleges use these these deals to recruit guys to go to their schools so he was given the opportunities he could have played in the sac sec his senior year turned him down like Mm. zay flowers did the same kind of thing um which you think well he's loyal and then you also think well maybe he's not so smart (laughs) uh because these are six-figure deals and then to try to settle it i really thought about 
what was his reaction to getting drafted by Green Bay? And his response was to, to talk about how he couldn't wait to play for the green and yellow. And I thought, oh, come on now. It's the green and gold. Even I know that as a lifelong Vikings fan. So I think, and he's from South Dakota, right? So like he should know this. So I, I'm a little concerned upstairs what's going on there. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, Film-wise, though. <laughs> I was going to say anything you saw in film. That... <laughs> actually, I like this film a lot more. And actually, um, this is a thing you're going to see with some of these guys. I, sh- I saw a clear improvement. Um, his 2021 numbers were much better. His film in 2022 was much better. Um, he's very strong. Uh, uh, he, he, physically strong. Like, he would get stood up against the, what is the FCS competition, so you'd think he's going to lose, and then his strength would, would he would be able to hold, hold and maintain blocks. Now, the technique is like, if you're getting stood up all the time, you, you're, you're going to lose against better competition. But the very fact that he was able to <clears throat> basically get out positioned and still win, to me, indicates that he's a strong guy. Okay. Um, uh, he has burst and speed. Um, I, I saw that his hands, he caught the ball uh, cleanly. He puts it away, very fluid, very smooth. Um, I thought his feet were really nimble for a big guy. He's a big dude. Um, and I thought that he uh, uh, had good contact balance and uh, could break tackles. So I ended up liking him as a receiving prospect. Um, and I also probably like him a little bit more. I mean, there's a, there's a, going to be a theme with these tight ends we're looking at here is that these guys are oftentimes were drafted maybe with a little bit more blocking in mind than some of the other guys that are on roster for him. I think Musgrave is probably more of the receiver threat at least that's how they look at things initially but that doesn't always isn't Gronk ended up being a lot better than that other guy that you drafted um, yeah Aaron Hernandez I wouldn't say his name but oh, you can he, choose to do that he, he who shall not be named <laughs> he who shall not be named but um so yeah so I had some I, had, I like Tucker Craft um uh, on from a film perspective I I saw some of what you saw tough to tackle I thought he he looks the athletic part on tape. I saw that 9.68 RAS score on tape. And I saw him make catches in traffic. You know, is there hand fluidity? Like, you know, I, I, that's kind of what I was referring <laughs> yeah. to. It's just like it's smooth and he, get, yeah. he gets the ball put away real like it's uh, like it's just like he's picking apples or something. It just seemed real easy. Yeah, I agree. I saw that as well. Can I go into my negatives? Yeah, please do. Just because you had brought up. Maybe him being drafted as the blocking tight end for Green Bay. I I saw him as not a very good blocker. Technically wise, he's awful. Yeah, he he ends up um, in, he gets himself in bad spots. Like, I think you were mentioning this against FCS competition where maybe he's not in a position to really get leverage on a block. Mm-hmm. And it and it so he either he'll get holding calls or he he gets position on them sort of like he's able to maintain a block, but he's not able to move them. Right. Uh, so it be, I just want to be clear. I said he was strong. I didn't say he was a strong blocker. What I what I meant was he's physically strong. Okay. His technique is awful. <laughs> yeah, I think is yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. I think his blocking technique is not good. Uh, and so I think that's that's going to be a big barrier to getting on the field, especially well, with another tight end I mean, drafted he, this year. And he, I mean, he 
not only does he get himself in bad positions and get some calls and whatnot, he completely whiffs. Yeah. He will complete not not all the time, but like enough where it's like, I mean, you're gonna <laughs> can you imagine him out there with Aaron Rodgers? Like maybe Jordan Love will be a little more forgiving, but like you whiff on some of those blocks the way he was whiffing and he's just not he's not gonna get on the field. Here, here comes a dad joke. So all right, I'm so ready. teed up. So yep, you know, yep. you're watching all twenty two film, there's no audio right. with that. I could literally hear him. <laughs> hear him yell Olay on several <laughs> several of his blocks. So that's how bad they are. Sometimes. Where's the dad joke? Oh, is that, wait, that was a joke? <laughs> that was... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, his, 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 the, the blocks are, uh, this is the one position where I actually, like really actually do want them to be able to be on the field. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's a big problem. No, I do well, think you guys can get coached up. That's why I care about how, what's his, physical strength and whatnot. You want all positions to be on the field, but the, you, this is where blocking actually really matters I think, to you. I right? think you coaches will put a wide receiver in the field that doesn't block right. worth, worth crap if they're a really good player. Right. If they'll score points. But tight ends, it's you really need it's to be hard. able to. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Do so, uh, you have any other negatives? Because I have a couple. Uh, I mean, I did see a bad drop or two. I think that was the only, outside of blocking, that was – like the main note that I took on negative, negative wise for him. So my things for negatives are, first of all, I didn't actually, he was playing against zone all the time. So I didn't actually see him and I watched as many games as I could find. I, I mean, one, two, I don't know. I, I, not, it's harder to get South Dakota mm-hmm. state tape than most, but it was probably four games, four or five games. I didn't really ever see him beat anybody in man coverage. He just wasn't facing it. Um, also, his routes are really simple. He does, he seems to prefer to round routes, which you can do if you're faster than the other guy because you're, you're just beating him to a point. But um, he's not making sudden breaks. We talked about Strange and, and whether Strange was making, had crisp routes. Strange's routes were far crisper than Tucker Kraft's. Kraft's got a lot more speed or at least a lot more burst to his game. So it, it's less noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're actually the forty times are actually really similar, like four six nine versus four seven. But Kraft is just burstier. Yeah. And and uh, so I you know it's a, for me it's a coin flip actually whether he ends up being the main guy versus versus Musgrave. Mm. Um, but also. I guess coin flip's not right. I would bet on Musgrave. I thought Musgrave was a better overall player. Yeah, um, that's where I landed. But they never, neither one of them seemed like Gronk or the guy that I will not name. <laughs> um, and so I kind of am down on both of them, not on, from a talent perspective, but I, I think they're just going to be eating each other's lunch, and uh, and that that's a that's a, a a problem. But if I'm if I'm having to choose, I'm going to choose Musgrave before Kraft. I just, uh, yeah, I would choose Musgrave before Kraft, too. And I think for Musgrave, the concern for me is more just about he didn't play a ton. Right. Yeah, so we don't, we're basing our projections for him on very few games where I just legit didn't like what I saw on I, tape for Kraft. And- I feel like Musgrave should have been taken with this spot. Like, I don't, Green Bay's draft, I'm just going to say, I thought it was terrible. Like, Every pick was like way too high, or at least the offensive players. I don't pay attention to the defensive players, but like, I didn't like Jaden Reed. I didn't like, you know, not, not that I hated him, but I just 
there's so many better players on the field than the ones that they were taking when they took them. I didn't mind Musgrave, but I definitely didn't understand where they took him. And I really don't understand Tucker Craft. That's a bit of a head scratcher. And I don't think I mentioned he went fairly early in the third round, 15th in the third round. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So he got draft capital for sure. All right, Sean, let's move on. All right. Huh? The next offensive player selected that we did not cover Jake Moody, place kicker. <laughs> I by love San it. Francisco. We are staying true. Taking, taking it uh, in the third round at the 36th pick of the third round, number 99 overall. True to our brand, man. I did not actually look up his age. I, I'm Now I'm kicking myself for it, but I'm just going to make up a number. I think he's 23. Here, I'll look it up. Okay. Six foot one, 209 pounds with a BMI of 27.6. A wingspan of 74 and three quarters. Oh, my gosh. Nine and a half inch hands, which... All of those numbers are 100th percentile. Now, when I look up some of those other kickers, uh, they were also all listed in the 100th percentile, despite having zero. I think whoever puts these things together basically just said, I'm, I'm not going to do this work. <laughs> I'm not going to create a category of He's that. not even on player profilers. No, he's not on player profilers. Now I'm going out into the larger. Yeah. No, nah, nah, I probably have him up here, but it's okay. He's 23. Uh, see, that's what I said. He's nice. 23. Anyway. Uh Kick for Michigan. Five years for Michigan. Uh, he does have a mustache. It's a pretty good mustache. It's a good one. It's pretty good. If, you, if you, one of the considerations you have is it was a kicker of a mustache, he's he's, he's that guy. Uh, 147 points for Michigan last year, 125 the year before that. Um, I didn't get a 40 or three cone or a RAS score for him. Uh, did you find tape for him? I watched. I, I, I mean, watched. I watched watch. him. I did. I watched him kick. And I'll, I'll say this about him. And this, you, you can see this from the numbers, but I actually watched every kick. Every the, kick in his career? What are you talking at about? At least this last year. I can't remember. Wow. How, are was, you serious? Yep. Wow. Uh, and here's what I come, come up with. Uh, here's my conclusion. He's extraordinarily reliable inside the 50. He was 148 for 148 on PATs. Uh, and over 90 seconds... Uh, over 92% on field goals of 0 to 49 yards, which is always for me a little goofy because it's like 0. There are no field goals that are 0 yards. Right. But, uh, but uh, and he had a 64% uh, touchback percentage in college on the kickoff. So, you know, that'll get him on the field. <laughs> Negatives. Uh, you got any positives? You didn't watch. You didn't even do this. No, there's a kicker. That's okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Negatives, uh, he was only uh, 50% on field goals over 50, which is fine, but not great. So uh, also when I watch his kicks, I don't, I'm not a kicking expert, I'm not gonna, but compared to other kicks, he seemed to have a lot of knuckle on him. Okay. Yeah, there seemed to be like a little extra knuckling going on. So I think sometimes that it's in, in the, you get that with power, but it also makes me a little bit less consistent. Less accurate, yeah. Yeah, so for me reason to draft him in like the third or fourth round i've already gone over this you do sure. this because you can't think of any because you because you literally don't want to take uh tucker craft in the fourth round you're like i could take tucker craft or i could take jake moody i would probably take jake moody <laughs> because he's in a great offense uh if you your team doesn't give you like major bonus points for super long kicks then he's probably a great player so you are such a uh 
is it a dichotomy where you like you want to get rid of kickers from your league and yet you're so fascinated by them. The word you want to use is not dichotomy. What, but a, what is it? I don't know. It's a, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. It's, okay. All right. Is that it for Jake Moody? I, I can't. I tried to think of as many things I could think of about kickers, and that's and that's, that's what it. I got. And if I talk more about Jake Moody, I think people are gonna actually literally turn off the radio. Okay. So, all right. right. On to Trey Tucker. Trey Tucker was drafted in the third round. Uh, After pick, Jake Moody. Pick number 100. So it was down in the uh, supplemental picks in the third round by Las Vegas. Played for Cincinnati, the Bearcats. His best season was last year. He had 52 receptions for 672 yards and three touchdowns with a 12.9 yards per catch average in 12 games. He's a fast guy. He ran a 4040 Put him in the 91st percentile. Uh, he's a bursty guy. His burst score was in the 74th percentile, and his 10-yard split was in the 94th percentile. So good speed, good burst. Um, his height-adjusted speed score is not great because oh, I didn't go Be- over those stats. Because he's only five foot eight. He's five foot eight. He's 182 uh, pounds. Thank you. He's also 22 years of age. I didn't mention that. Um, his wingspan and hand size. It's almost are, as if we sat around the house drinking before we started recording. Our <laughs> wingspan and hand size are uh, on the smaller side as well. So, um, so he's he's fast. He's bursty. Uh, he's not real agile according to the numbers. His agility score put him in the 16th percentile. His RAS score is only a 7.17, which isn't terrible. But out of 10, there's a lot of guys that are higher than that. And then his his numbers in college, his dominator rating was really low, twenty uh, second percentile, accounting for eighteen point nine percent of the offense in Cincinnati. His yards per reception were down in the twenty eighth percentile, that twelve point nine yards per game mark is pretty low. He never broke out. Uh, I don't know what the actual criteria is for I that. I think you have to have a dominator of, of twenty. Okay. As your best season, I think I. Uh, I've looked it up. I just don't remember. Sure. I think that's, I'll just say that's right. You know what? I was right about the kicker's age. I'm probably right about that. There you go. Let's roll with that. So just kind of a mixed bag there. His, his biggest pluses are speed and burst. Um, other things don't look so great about him. But did, did, you, did you find something to contradict that in the film, Sean? Okay. Um, he is uh, quick and fast. Um really quick and really fast. Um, actually I thought that he's so quick off the line that he was almost exclusively playing out of the slot. Um, but sometimes DBs would line up on him like they were going to press him and they didn't even bother trying cause he was just, he was, it was, they weren't going to get a hand on him. Um, he, uh, I also thought he, he, for a small man, uh, I thought he was elusive. I know his agility score was low. I thought he was relatively elusive, and I thought he could break tackles, relatively speaking, for he a small did. man. I saw the same thing. You're I, shaking your head, so I thought you were going to disagree with me. I'm shaking my hand just uh, my head just because it's surprising to me for a guy this size. He had really good contact balance. He did, and so I thought he his would I could see him being used a lot in a space, you know, in a way where you, you get the ball to him early mm-hmm. and let him try to find a little seam to, to you know, uh, 
in space, give him the ball in space and, and see if he can, he can get you. Make a guy miss, turn those jets on that he has. Yep. So those are my positives. I could, I can see the value in a trade talker, um, for the NFL. Um, do you have any other positives you'd like to bring up? Yeah, I thought he had really good body control too. I saw a couple of times on film where uh, one in particular where he slipped on his cut, yeah. yeah, and his body was just in the weirdest position. And he still he, made the catch. He still made the catch. Yeah, he had to really contort himself, kind of coming out of the cut, but made the catch. I thought that was impressive. He's used as a runner and a punt returner, at least occasionally as a runner. I don't think he had a lot of attempts in college, but um, occasionally got it on, uh, as a rusher and a punt returner as well. So, and just his movements as a route runner, I thought were sudden. I thought he's going to create space for himself. He doesn't shy away from catching in traffic. So I actually seem like a tough guy. Yeah, I, there were actually a lot of things I liked about Trey Tucker when I when I took the look. Uh, what what do you not like? Well, he is a small guy, right? So he's five foot eight. Uh, 182 pounds. So you have to take that into consideration. Compare him with Tank Dell, similar size. Uh, he's not the he's not the dominating receiver that Tank Dell is. Tank Dell is a is a elite route runner, right. which is not the case for Trey Tucker. So that's where they differ. Um, I saw he's kind of like he's a guy that fits in with this class for me. He's kind of smaller. There's a lot of things I like about him, but there's definitely some holes in his game, his size being one of them. He's he's really not like he has sudden movements when he's running routes, but he's not really a what I'd call a good route runner. No. And no, so I agree. yeah, so those are the things that I, are negatives uh, for so, me. So so a couple of negatives that I saw was okay, so he's only gonna be able to play in the slot. You start with that. There's zero percent chance he's gonna be able to play on the outside. And he was getting destroyed by whenever he got in a situation where he was supposed to block a linebacker in college. He's going to be destroyed in the NFL. And it's going to be hard to play in the slot and become a complete liability. It's I'm seeing him purely in third and long situations, right? Where, where that's not a major feature where he's going to be the one getting the ball and, you know, but um, that's, I, I thought, his hands I didn't think were special. Um, I I do recall the play you're talking about where he kind of made that catch despite losing his, his footing and whatnot. But overall, I saw that he had trouble with low balls, <laughs> which is a problem when you you're, are small, right? Because you're not going to get – he's not big enough for high balls, right? So he's not going to be even touching high balls at all. They're just going to go right over his head. And then if you can't get the low balls too, then it, then you're in a situation where the ball has to be you have a very placed. small strike zone. Yeah, in that yeah, situation. small strike zone. Um, and I also thought uh, he had trouble winning through contact. He seemed like a tough tough guy a little bit, but also just like when he's getting bodied, like it affected him. And uh, so I, he really is for me. He's a gadget player. He's a guy that I, I, I wouldn't personally touch him in four rounds of a draft. Um, and this is why, to, to paraphrase Johnny in a way that he will probably send me an, uh, an angry message. Uh, 
I'm, I, this is why I don't defer to NFL GMs. Draft capital isn't always it. Like, I understand why Trey Tucker would be helpful to an NFL team. Um, but a third round pick, I don't, I don't see it. And then fantasy production, I like for me, the window is extraordinarily small for him to be able to help a team. Mm-hmm. Um, in a salary cap league, you don't have infinite rosters. You can't, if this is best ball and you could like get, some benefit from him busting a, 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 a long touchdown or something like that, fine, but that's not what we're doing in this podcast. And so for me, I just don't have any interest in him. Yeah, and he didn't get a lot of production in college, so it's hard It's hard to see the route for him being uber productive in the NFL. No, and it wasn't as if – I mean, he had other receivers in Cincinnati. We're going to talk about one of them later, but he, but he also had – uh, some guys last year, but he also had good quarterbacking too. So it's it's not universally, but I also feel like um, y- you know there there's he the numbers should have been more exciting to justify where he was taken. Yep. All right, Cameron Latu. I don't know. Should have looked up how to say this name. Should have tight end taken the next pick three. Uh, 38th pick in the yeah. third round, which sounds weird because of these compensatory picks and whatnot. 101st by San Francisco. Uh, played one, two, three, four, five years for Alabama with his best year being his junior year, uh, which is 26 receptions for 410 yards and eight touchdowns. That's not terrible for a tight end, but mm-hmm. uh, 23 years of age, six foot four, 240. 42 pounds. He's a little bit light. BMI 20, less sub 30 BMI. Um, everything else is pretty, pretty normal about him. Ran a four, seven, eight 40, which isn't great. Height adjusted. That is like 22nd percentile. It's not good at all. Um, he think he did that on a pro day. Uh, so that's also the best case scenario. Right. Um, burst score, Agility score is all pretty mediocre. Raz score, pretty mediocre. Um, Dominator, 12.5, which is 32nd percentile. Not great. Never broke out. Um, Again, like just not numbers you'd expect to see in a third-round draft pick. Yep. But there's reasons why he was drafted, and I'll get into what I think that is. But let's start with you. What did you see? Uh, I saw, even though his athletic numbers were not great, he looked like an athletic player to me on the field. I don't know. I didn't look at your notes, so maybe you didn't feel the same. But um, I thought he was a good route runner. Uh, He catches through traffic well. The thing I like most about him, he's a violent blocker and runner. Like, this guy wants a piece of you. Right. (laughs) Whether he's got the ball in his hands or not. A little bit. Uh, honestly, I'm blanking on his name, but it's the Ohio State tight end that the Jets drafted in the fourth round last year. Oh, my. Yeah. You're really testing my brain now. Yeah, well, all right. And we had drinks before we, we pushed did. record. It's so. not gonna, yeah, it's not going to happen. But I remember, remember like, liking how aggressive that guy was. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'll give you my positives. Uh, I thought he was a great blocker. Um like low key, like might be as good as Darnell Washington. Like he doesn't destroy people, but I thought he was he's a little quicker than Darnell, and so I thought like he was better against the DBs. But then again, perhaps when 
Darnell Washington's running at you and you're, you know, six six feet tall and, and like, you know, 185 pounds, maybe you just run away. Um, I thought actually Latu had decent burst off the line. Uh, and, I, and I agree with you in terms of when he's got the ball in his hand, he had, um, he had good power. Yeah. He break tackles. Um, this isn't going to show up in the stats, but he runs a, a mean pick play for his teammates. That's uh, illegal. Yeah. Well, you know, if he, that's why he does a good job of it. He, they look like you're running routes. Just his routes always kind of end up veering towards somebody else's defensive back. <laughs> so those are the positives. Um, my negatives are he's very slow laterally. So you talked about athleticism. I don't know if I share that if it's only because I, I, that's part of the, the equation for me. Like for, for me, it's like he's when he's got a cut, like there's no, I'm going to plant my foot in the ground and make a cut at all. Like it's, I'm going to take three or four steps and kind of round my way over in that direction. Also, I don't think he understands what zone defense is. Yeah, I thought that I saw that. I didn't think he did well he, in zone. He's, I couldn't tell if he was deliberately going to where the coverage was and just plopping himself there because that's where he thought he needed to be. He wanted to post up or something. Um, better to know where your enemy is. I don't know. Or or if he was just oblivious to what, what the coverage was like and was just going to a preset place and it didn't, he, I, I don't know what it was, but there was no manipulation of, of a zone at all. No. And it was, he just would go stop in a bad spot. It, like, yeah, I'm <laughs> right going to stop right behind guy. or right next to the guy or right behind the linebacker or yeah. like, you, it was odd. So my, I'm going to go to my conclusion because it's built on that. Like, unless you want, do you have anything else you want to say? I should, I, well, I, I guess, I don't know how worthy it is. I just disagree with the the bursty part of it. I didn't see that. Um, I didn't I'm see him off the line. Like yeah, maybe initial I, take, and then and then that was it. Sure. I I just didn't see that. But I, like I said, I don't I don't know what that's worth necessarily. Given I don't know that. I think I was trying like, to find something nice to say. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know that either one of us like this guy that much. So maybe it doesn't matter. But uh, or did as, you? As, so well. So here's the thing. My conclusion is this. Uh, George Kittle should be very happy about this draft pick because he just means he's going to be blocking a lot less. Hmm. I don't think they drafted this guy to catch anything. He is there purely to block. And and that's what he was in college. And that's the thing is, is like the thing I looked at is Bryce Young never looked at him. Like never, like things are going crazy. He's running around the backfield doing all sorts of crazy things. Puts his head up. Latu could be standing someplace completely wide open. Bryce Young never saw him. And it's not because Bryce Young's bad. It's because there's only a limited number of things you can do. And he's triaging. And the thing he's not going to do is waste time looking at the guy who's standing right next to the linebacker in mm-hmm. zone coverage and isn't open. So to me... Like all of his receptions were like something was schemed open for him and they're trying to maybe make the defense think that this is a guy you got to pay attention to. So even though whether he was open or not, it just tells me something. If the quarterback never looks for you, it's like, you know, you all played, you all played flag football, right? 
and you know another guy that was she's never you if you were quarterbacking you just weren't you would never look his sure. direction right yeah. and it's in you might do it once or twice just because it's they're, they're out there playing football and you want you. them to come back and you want them to come back you need right? even numbers <laughs> you need, yeah, right otherwise you got to go through all-time quarterback so so the but that's it. Like, there's no. That's who he is. He's never an integral part of any game plan, All and right. I think that that is the surest sign you need to know that, despite the third round draft capital, he should be not drafted in fantasy football leagues of any size. All right, on to Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott was drafted in the fourth round near the very end. And of to the be f- clear, we we covered all the guys in the uh, day two guys. Yes. Day to get covered here, if you're day three, like there has to be a reason for it, right? Yeah, I think so we just have. We only got a couple, two or three, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, but Tyler Scott was one of them. Uh, drafted in the fourth round, end of the fourth round of the Chicago Bears. He's 21.5 years of age, 5'10", 177. That gives him a pretty low BMI. Uh, his wingspan and hand size are nothing to write home about either uh his best season was last year with cincinnati uh 54 receptions 899 yards and nine touchdowns had a 16.6 yards per game um or yards per catch i should say average yeah, that'd be a really bad that'd be really yards bad per game. yeah it's yards per catch that might be cameron latu's yard, yards per game anyway and played uh <laughs> maybe maybe uh he played in 12 games uh last season tyler scott did his 40 time is impressive, ran a 4.39, which put him in the 81st percentile. His 10-yard split and burst score were high. He was in the 95th percentile for burst score, and his 10-yard split was good. His height-adjusted speed score is not as impressive uh, at 5.10, but uh, his agility score was pretty average. His RAS score was a little bit above average. Uh, so maybe not the most athletic guy. His dominator rating was way up there, though, in the 85th percentile. He accounted for 41% think, so of wanted, Cincinnati's I wanted, offense. I want to disagree with you a little bit about something, uh, yeah. because we don't have percentiles for the RAS scores. But, and it's been a while since we looked at, at some of the receivers. I think the 8-6-1 that he's got is actually pretty good. Pretty good. And, and we've looked at all these tight ends who have like a 9.85 and a 10, and this is like the first episode where we're actually like, comparing apples and oranges or we're talking about apples and oranges at the same time. I I just, I think his athleticism score is pretty high for wide receivers. Okay. The Raz was his agility scores were no much more average. So I don't know. We'll, I guess his burst score score is 95th percentile. Yeah. He's, he's a bursty guy. Uh, so I mentioned the high dominator, uh, percentage, his uh, yards per reception at 16.6 is really good as well. That puts him in the 76th percentile. And he saw 20, almost 25% of the targets in Cincinnati. Uh, that puts him in the 73rd percentile. His breakout age was pretty late, though, at 20.9 years of age. So kind of a mixed bag there of the metrics. Uh, what did you see on film, Sean? A couple things here. Um, first of all, I learned that he had only started playing the position in 2020. So that is a pretty, that explains a little bit of why, uh, you know, we didn't have a breakout sooner. He's an early declare. So to get to the point where you literally start playing a position when you start college and then you get to be an early declare, 
to me means you're learning at a rapid rate. I, I want to ask you a question, but I hate putting you on the spot. Which is you, what position did he play before? Yeah. Do you know what he played? Uh, I don't know, but I presume D-back. I presume he was a D-back, okay. but I don't know that. I, I didn't actually. I meant to look that up, and it just it got late. That's <laughs> fine. Um, <clears throat> so it's a curiosity. Yeah, thing. I mean, he's thin, but I'm just looking at his profile for, for us. Other than some of the size things, um, it's a lot of bright green. And, and so I was intrigued by him, uh, and so I watched a lot of film, um, and I like him a lot. Uh, I was actually very surprised to find that I liked him as much as I do. Um, so here, here are the positives I'd say. His speed, obviously, is excellent. What I was really surprised at is I really thought his route running was nuanced and mature. I think he is a... It's that? just incredible for a guy that started playing the position. Just do you agree or not? Do you like his route running? Because I, I, for me, that was just it was like I can't believe this guy is. I, I did see some of that. He was like, I thought he was an especially good deep route runner, and he would stack moves very mm-hmm. well on those deep routes. So many guys, where he, so many plays where he he would do some small thing, and he's building off of his speed, right? Where he's got the he gets he moves his shoulders just a little bit. D back bails, turns yeah. his hips the wrong way, and he's by him the other way. Like it is predicated on speed. I it think, is predicated on it. speed, but it it's still you have to understand uh, how to manipulate guys. And I, I was just like whoa, because it's not just like he's just doing the same thing all the time. It it, it was almost every single play when he he knows where he wants to be. And he gets the D-back convinced that he's doing something different. If he's going deep, he thinks he's going short. If he's going short, he's going. He thinks he's going deep. And it, I would. I was just very impressed with his route running, and was very surprised to be that impressed with it. He got a lot of separation. Um, he. This is a comp that. He reminds me of Terry McLaurin. He reminds me of Terry McLaurin. That's the, the a guy who. I, I didn't, there's very little buzz about, didn't expect to think he was great. I ended up being very high in Terry McLaurin. If Terry McLaurin had a decent quarterback, he, he would be great. But he even had, he had a great year last year, right? So mm-hmm. um, he's not quite as fast as McLaurin, but he's not far far from that. I thought he had good hands at full extension. Uh, so uh, he handled low balls and he handled high balls. Uh, he, on deep balls, I thought he showed late hands. Um, and, uh, one, he, he did some stop and start stuff where again, it's predicated on speed, but guys are, when he throttles down, guys are really stopping and he can cook them pretty bad because he accelerates so much faster than, than, than everybody. So he also plays all over the field. So he, he was playing some slot, but a lot of X and he's a small X, but again, he reminds me a lot of McLaurin in this way, or, you know, maybe not he's faster than Darnell Mooney, but a lot of the same nuance stuff out of Mooney and Lockett, that kind of a player. Um, I like him a lot. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, I know he's got fourth round draft capital, but so did Amon Ross St. Brown. So did Stefan Diggs. Or actually, he might have been fifth. There's a lot of guys who were taken late. Uh, Antonio Bryant, uh, not Antonio Bryant, <laughs> Antonio Brown. Um, so you can't be afraid of taking guys in the fourth round. You, I wouldn't, ne- wouldn't necessarily not take them. early. I wouldn't necessarily no. But like, my guess is, uh, 
I, I would take him um, over Mims or Rice. Yeah, he's. I have him above Mims in my in my rankings right now. Who's right. the other guy you said? Rishi Rice. Yeah, I don't have him above Rice. But <laughs> you got Rice above him. Yeah, I do at the time. And, at and, the, moment. and the problem is, the situation is that he has a, a a quarterback who I still believe can emerge to be a decent passer. So far, hasn't shown it. Um, but uh, I. I for me, he's the guy you steal in the third round. Nice. Like, because I think he, he he will probably last through first and second round in, in almost every draft, and he's he's just going to be the target I would use a third round pick on, because fourth round draft capital, yeah. Chicago Bears. I think for sure in the third round I'd take a shot on this guy. I mean, there are some things I also didn't like about his game. I I mentioned I really liked his deep routes. I thought his shorter routes. Still had a little work to be done. And I think I did peek at your notes on this one. I think we saw the same play and interpreted it completely differently on kind of a deep out where you saw him, you saw a decelerate. He did get completely open. Let's just start there. But I, I, so I'm right. I felt like the, de- <laughs> the deceleration on it and then the cut on the out looked really sloppy to me. And okay. And you rightfully so. He was 10 yards open when the ball arrived. So maybe I'm wrong here, but I just... You're I, also trying to figure out how is that going to work in the NFL against yeah, better D-backs. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I was just looking at that. But otherwise, you know, I did see a lot of the same things that you saw that were really impressive. He made an amazing over-the-shoulder catch for a touchdown yeah. with yeah. a guy just all over him. All over him. It was a, it was a really pretty And that was catch. like one of the few plays where I've seen where people were all over him because he was wide open a lot. That's true. But but in that play, in that moment, I was pretty impressed with the concentration it would take to make that catch. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I liked his film better than, than guys taken earlier. I think... He will have a second-round grade for me. I just don't think you need to use a second-round yeah. pick on him. Yeah. That's where his grade will be. He'll, be. he'll be a guy that I like more than an awful lot of guys like... Your Josh Downs's and other guys. Exactly. That... I was gonna say Cedric Tillman, Josh Downs. Yeah, I take this guy over all of them. Yep, me too. So keep, put him on your radar if he's not there already. All right, I think uh, we got a couple left. These guys, I'm uh, I'm gonna go over a little bit quicker. Justin Shorter, uh, a fifth round pick, Buffalo Bills, uh, 23 years of age, bigger guy, six foot four and a half, 229 pounds. Solid BMI, wingspan of eighty over eighty-two inches. Mm. Big mitts. It's like, it's like an eagle. Easy ten-inch hands. <laughs> I look. No one can see you flapping around, <laughs> flapping around like an eagle. But I saw it. Started at Penn State, transferred to Florida. I, you know, he all the tape that I've watched over the years of various Florida players. Like I've seen this guy for years, right? I would say his uh, best season probably was last year. Uh, he only played nine games, had 577 yards, only two touchdowns. Um, uh, he had, yeah, that's yeah, probably not, his not best. Not a big touchdown. No, score. but almost 20 yards per reception last year. Um, height adjusted speed score is pretty good. 40 uh, time is 455, which is okay for a big guy. 10 yard split was not great. Burst score, uh, one five nine. Burst score, a, a little bit above average, one twenty three. 
Um, his agility score, sixth percentile. That's not good. Um, Raz score, 7.94, which is pretty good. Um, the uh, His uh, uh, dominator, 20.4, 26th percentile, not good. Yards perception, I already said it's 19. That's 91st percentile. That is good. Breakout age is 22, which is 12th percentile. That's not good. <laughs> so there's a lot of it. Like, what are we looking at here? That's, there's there's not like a coherent story to be told here. So why did he make the list, Sean, as a fifth rounder? Is it just because he's going to Buffalo or I think he heard the, some buzz? You know, I, saw, I, I, I was intrigued by some of the numbers with Mr. Shorter. And also I like the landing spot and, and we're always looking for who is the next guy in Buffalo, <clears throat> Dalton Kincaid. And, uh, but like as a, from a receiving perspective, they've really had a hard time finding someone to go along with Diggs and Diggs is getting a little bit older. So are some of these guys going to pan out? We got the guy from last year, uh, who was a lot of reasons. I'm just blanking on his name right now, but the Shakur. Yeah. Killer Shakur. Yeah. Um, uh, who I have, we, we liked him last year mm -hmm. and we don't know exactly how that's going to shape. This is a bigger dude. This is a, a yes. big yeah. X receiver. And so I really wanted to see, to look, get into what, see what I saw. Um, and just to see if this is a thing that can work there. Um, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, as you just mentioned, he is big and strong. He's really hard to bring down once he makes the catch. Uh, you've, you've used the term, a few times here that, you know, having that dog or not, like he scientific has, term. Yeah. Yeah. It is scientific. And he has the dog or has that dog. Um, well, it's different because if he's got the dog, that's a different thing. It's a different thing. Okay. Yeah. He's got that dog. Right. Uh, he, but he's got also, I saw some nice body control, uh, on certain plays. I don't feel like it was really consistent, but saw some nice catches where he had to do some footwork to stay in bounds. Um, so, I mean, those those are a few nice things I saw about them, or a few positives. Should I toss it back to you for positives? Sure. Um, so, he's I think he's got good hands. He does some body catching. Seems to secure it away, though. Like, you ideally, in an ideal, in a, in a, in an ideal world, guys are going to catch with their, with their hands. But yeah. ultimately, what you care about is you're going to catch the football. He seemed to do it. Um I, I, I saw. Uh, he changed speeds. It was very interesting. I could see him using this technique. He's running at a speed. It it looks like he's running fast, and then he steps on the gas and he goes faster. You like I, that? I like that. Yeah. Except because except with him, it felt like your Mazda three. Like he can go a little faster, but there's a there's a limit. You don't have the Mazda 3. I was going to say, I've never owned a Mazda 3. But oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I've had a Mazda 6. I've had oh, a Mazda 5. Fine, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah, whatever it is. It's it's that car. Yeah. I had a the predecessor. Had the I had a predecessor to 3, but a long time ago. But it was like a thing. Where you, you know, yeah. there's a limit to how much. You can go faster. So the technique was good, but he just doesn't like, necessarily no. have that kind of burst. Yeah. Um. So there wasn't a ton of additional speed. Also, from looking, I uh, looked at 2020, actually maybe even 2019, but looking at film all throughout, he was very clearly improving. When I looked at, let's say, 2020 film, I 
basically thought he was a poor route runner and had very, very slow transitions. Yeah. Um, and then last year's film, I, I actually thought he had improved a lot and had pretty good transitions, remarkably quicker. Okay. Now, his it wasn't reflected in his agility score, but, um, but at least that's what I saw on tape. I looked like a guy who was improving. Okay. Um, you had, you wrapped my list of negatives in your positives, like the, <laughs> the transition part of it, like the slow transitions. Yeah. I saw that as well. Um, cause I got more negatives. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I just thought I'd jump in here. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And then like the catching part of it, like I just felt like he would double, he'd double clutch here and there. He yeah. body catch. Like his, he didn't look naturalness, like a natural well, yeah, receiver. And I, and I did say that I thought his hands were good. I didn't say they're great. And, yeah. and, and one thing I, I saw was inconsistent ball tracking. Like he made a couple of plays where it's like, where it, it was like, I think he had, he had a series of plays at the end of a game where there were, they had to go like 70 yards in two plays and he made both catches. He did the sideline toe tap to get him to like the 45 and then he catches a Hail Mary at the end of the half. And they both were really impressive plays and required the, especially the Hail Mary. Like everybody's kind of thinking the ball is going to come to a particular spot. He went to a different spot and was able to catch the ball going out of bounds. It was, a, it, it was good ball tracking. Then again, he had other plays where it was just like he's jumping up for the ball and it's like falling two feet over to the side. And mm-hmm. I'm like, did you not know where the ball was going? So it was, to me, it was inconsistent. And then I also thought, and this kind of plays into what you were saying about how naturally they're catching a ball. He didn't, he, he didn't seem to consistently win contested catches. So he's got these freak arms, right? Freak long arms. He should be dominating at the catch point. And, and he just didn't. And to me, so then it brings up some other questions. Like he took him a while to get good. I, and now, I mean, he's older than everybody, which is maybe some of it. Actually, I, I thought his film was better, but for me, it's like, can he take things up another level? Or is this going to be, that's with this late breakout age, or is he destined to kind of just peak here as a, okay NFL player and that's kind of where I'm for me like I didn't see him as totally different than Cedric Tillman at the end of things I saw better maybe a better route runner than Tillman he had a little more separation fewer contested catches but um but not I don't see him being like some impressive I don't think he's the solution in Buffalo it's a good landing spot but yeah, I think he was drafted because he's got a nice size speed combo. He's mm-hmm. he's not you know he's a he's a big guy with decent speed, um, so I think that's why he got drafted. I think he's got a ways to go before really having any relevance in the NFL and therefore in fantasy as well. But um, yeah, so I last guess, I guess we're lurk, lukewarm on lukewarm. He's he's certainly not as good as the uh, as the last guy, Tyler Scott. Yeah. Uh, Last guy? Yeah, Puka Nakua. Thank you. Puka Nakua. Thank you for pronouncing that. I'm well. not sure where I w- how I would have gotten through that one very well. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. He he played co- His brothers played college football, so there's another Nakua that oh, played okay. with him. I think he was the younger brother. And it was very weird on, that, that playing when he was playing the quarterback, at least for the beginning of his career, was Romney. Hmm. 
And then another player was Ramney. So I'm hearing all this Nakua, Ramney, Ramney. Like, that's all the announcer is doing is saying those two names. And like, Ramney, it's like related to Mitt Ramney. It, it was related to Mitt Ramney. Oh, really? Like a distant relative. But oh, yeah, it, you know, there's only so many Mormon Ramneys, right? So oh, I wouldn't know. But he's 20, 21.9 years of age. He was drafted in the fifth round by the L.A. Rams. So another so f- good landing spot. Good landing spot. I think that's probably why he's on the list here. Six it foot is. one, 206. So he's got decent size as well. Um, wingspan is a little small at 75 inches, but he's got decent sized hands, 9.5 inches. His best season was in 2021 at Brigham, Brigham Young. With 43 receptions, 805 yards, six touchdowns, had an 18.7 yards per catch average in 12 games that year. And he also had a few carries that year, 14 carries with a 10.6 yards they per really carry They really used him average. as a runner quite a bit. And, I, I, and he I'll, was pretty I'll get successful. Pretty successful, but it was yeah. it was awkward to watch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I will ad- admit I... This was a late ad, and I did not watch any films. So we're going to all. This is all me. We're going to hear Sean's take on this guy. Uh, He ran a 4.5540, which put him in the 25th percentile uh, for wide receivers. Burst score was also low in the 26th percentile. His agility score was in the 10th percentile. His RAS score was a 5.18 out of 10. So. He's uh, he's not super fast, uh, not super not bursty, bursty, but he's sure not agile either. <laughs> he's also, <laughs> so, yeah, he's in, in, yeah, he's definitely not athletic. So uh, from a measurement perspective, but, but the nice uh, the nice numbers for uh, Nakua yards per reception that eighteen point five mark puts him in the eighty ninth percentile, and he broke out at nineteen point three years of age, which puts him in the eighty ninth percentile as well. So uh, here's why he, he got added because of a tweet. He got added because of a tweet by Jeremy from FTN Fantasy. And I don't, I'm not calling somebody out in a negative way or anything like that. That's not how I play. But he had tweeted out a list of players that had over three yards per route run in college. And he was, or in the last four years, and he was second on this list. I can't remember what the number was. It doesn't really matter. But three and a half. Right. Uh, number one was Jalen Waddle. Then it was Puka. But then it's like LaVisca, T. Higgins, JSN, Talon Wallace, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, C.D. Lamb, Tyler Johnson, Dwayne Eskridge. I'm like, that's, that's a, a pretty interesting bag. list. But it is like, it's feast or famine. Yeah. If you sort for draft capital, you get Tyler Johnson and Talon Wallace. <laughs> Which is less impressive. That's that's the group he joins. If you yeah, sort, for if you draft so, if you sort for draft yeah. capital. Now, if you sort for draft capital and you, you include players who had no business being drafted in the second round, you also add uh, uh, you also <laughs> add Dwayne Eskridge and and frankly probably Lavisca. So uh, so that changes things. I still wanted to take a, a look at him. I watched a bunch of Pukunakua tape. And I didn't hate it. Um, he uh, he actually is really good on the sideline. He's big. He's got enough speed. Um, his catching it technically isn't great. Uh, kind of a body catcher, but always seems to make the catch. And uh, they used him a lot as a runner, and I was just kind of like, why? Because he just doesn't look like he's kind of tall and lanky and skinny, and just you wouldn't expect him to be that good of a runner. But he was ended up being pretty effective, as you pointed out. 
Um, ultimately, um, you know, he got bodied a lot. He's not, and and to me, that's like there's a lot of plays where he's trying to run a deep route and, and someone kind of cuts him off, and then it was over for him. He wasn't going to win that, and he wasn't fast enough to beat the deep D back to the point where he could get cut off. So. To me, that was like, okay, he's either telegraphing what he's doing a little too much or or what. Uh, and also, he's stiff and not in a good way. Um, he can, uh, well, he, he's, he's just, he doesn't have the ability to do the things that guys with really, really good body control can do. Mm-hmm. The twisting and making a catch simultaneously and, and, and things like that. I don't know where you went with that comment, but that's that's what I was talking about. Um, and the well, hardest... when you state it's not in a good way, yeah, it goes be... to a... never if mind. Yeah, look, I think this is we need to exit. That's, we yes, need to exit. Uh, so for me, the, it's hard to draft a guy once I see once I see a football hit him in the face mask, and even though I think. He had a ball, hit him in the face mask, and then like the next play, he scored a touchdown. Like once I saw the ball hit the face mask, it's just like stopped hey, watching. The uh, film. That was that was like okay, that was it was the last uh, game I did look at. It was against Boise State. It was all twenty two film, and, and I'm like okay. I mean maybe he fell. Who, who knows? It just it screamed Troy Williamson to me, and I had I had flashback problems. I couldn't deal with it. So Puka is a guy that. There'll be people like, oh, there's a sleeper. Puka Nakua. And I'd be like, eh, go get Tyler, go get Tyler Scott. All right. That's it. That's it. I don't think we're going to do any more guys this year. I was going to say. Hard pressed to get me to look at more film until I'm next year. Done watching film uh, until what? March, February, March next year? Wow. Yeah. It's it's been a it's been a few months here with a lot of film work. Uh, yeah, what do we got going on next? Are, are we going to do some official rankings here? On some well, of these guys? we have done that. that. Maybe you and I should get together and. Should and, do you want to do an on-air uh, meeting here where we discuss the plans? Probably can do that off-air. I would think. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure that out going forward. We sure are happy you joined us for this episode. Uh, We'll have something good for you next episode, even if we're not sure what that is yet. So we look forward to that. And until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.